temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello and hi, I am Dan Day, and it's a Miami Monday. You know what we do on the show, Miami Monday, go together. Monday's a tough day, so we make a little extra Miami to smooth things out for you. So we're going to have some good local Miami music throughout the show, not to mention going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. They're talking to Coach Quinville, hockey, 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 Needs to happen. Dan Lebetard's show. They're getting into the unfun parts of the NBA. Then Hawk and not Crowder, but instead Dono, because Crowder's still on paternity leave, talking scatology. Mmm. Not so much. Mmm. But these headlines will make you go, mmm. Three Heat players have tested positive for COVID-19. Miami is scheduled to restart the season August 1st against Denver in Orlando. Despite four of its players testing positive for coronavirus, the Marlins will open the season in Philadelphia July 24th. Jorge Masvidal says he has signed a multi-fight contract with the UFC. The Miami native will fight Kamaru Usman Saturday at UFC 251. This past weekend at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, Joey Chestnut broke the world record by downing 75 dogs in just 10 minutes. President Trump tweeted that he believes the noose-like rope found in Bubba Wallace's garage was a hoax. An FBI investigation found that the rope was not placed there as a hate crime. Bryson DeChambeau is favored to win the Masters when it takes place in November. DeChambeau won the Rocket Mortgage Classic over the weekend. And now, we take a step into the day spa. A paragliding instructor in Turkey recently glided through the sky on a couch while watching his TV. Nah, I've heard of social distancing. That's crazy. A woman is taking some heat online after admitting to peeing in her friend's shower. Meh, Mikasa is Sukasa. A female British wedding guest is being accused of stealing the bride's thunder after recently wearing a red see-through dress to the wedding. I don't know, looks good to me. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, chance of rain with temperatures in the low 80s. This morning, Joe Rose slept in. So, what did I do? No worries, dug into the vault for the Joe Rose Show. They recently talked with Coach Q, and they got into it, man, talking about the Panthers. What is the Panthers' plan when the NHL finally restarts? Also, is Bob getting right and the NHL? 
it is going to be wide open. <laughs> Listen, man, we want anything that moves right now that competes. We're all in on it after uh, the last few months. By the way, what's it been like, Coach, for you kind of waiting to, to find out when you can start practicing with your team and what all the new rules and regulations will, will be around this coronavirus? And by the way, where you're going to be playing at, all that stuff, what's it been like? Well, we've been in a kind of a holding pattern in that uh, regard, but we got a lot of guys in town right now. We've got 19 guys been skating. We're probably going to get close to 20-something in the next few days. Uh, got them in two groups right now. We went from a six group to a 10, 10 and 2 with goalies. They're out there. Uh, they seem like they, the last few days have been picking up the intensity, waiting to find out where we're going to be playing, where, where we're going to start, uh, when we're going to start. But it's getting closer to that uh, July 10th line where we uh, we should be anticipating camp starting up for like maybe three weeks or so and, and getting to a point where we're going to be playing. Still a lot of things got to be sorted out uh, like the whole world is in every situation and we're uh, we're waiting to uh, you know, finally push through and, and get started. But that's a, uh, it's been an interesting time right now, but our, our guys, are, uh, been, I got to commend them and how well they've been preparing themselves and doing everything they can to put themselves ready to go. Coach, how does Edmonton and Toronto sound for two locations for the East and West? How's that sound? That could happen. Um, well, that's fine. You know, I think they got uh, they got great ranks. They got uh, you know they got not a lot of reports of uh, incidences. Uh, that's a possibility. Whether Vegas is still in the mix, uh, I think there's four teams with Chicago. One more possibility. And I think this was the week where we're probably going to hear uh, where we're going to go, and then after that, I mean, I think you look forward to uh, planning and how. And basically, everybody's going to be in the same situation when you get to those cities. I think it's up to your teams to get uh, do what they have to do, and that's play hockey, trying to win, and get back to that uh, competitiveness that uh, we all enjoy and you mentioned at the top that hey that's what we're looking forward to seeing and uh, I'm sure as players uh, they can't wait to do it as well. Coach what's the preparation been like for you uh, not going into the start of a season right now but going into right into the playoffs right into the play-in to see what's going on I know that with with the players it's the testing the conditioning hockey in general but for a coach's standpoint right now what's the prep been like for you going right into the mix right into the playoffs? Well we'll get get our team there and we get to get on the ice with them there for probably three weeks we can uh, we want to reinforce how we want to play we want to get back to that uh, way we finished playing it looked like we play in a much better and more effective game uh, without the puck more of a uh, check mentality when we don't have it uh, we're not looking to outscore the uh, our opponents and, and and do that on a regular basis every single day we get on the ice to remind ourselves how we were playing at that time and get up to speed there'll be reminders as we go into the uh, series of how the islanders play what we got to be aware of uh, we felt we played pretty well against them all, all three games this year and we, we didn't uh, beat them but uh, I think the, the games were all close I thought territorially we did some good things thing that I got to commend them on is they're patient they play a smart patient game they don't they just try to keep it safe they're going to you know you give up territorial advantage but they, they play a right, the right way going to come down to battles in front of the net puck battles and something like that we can uh, reinforce in camp as well Coach I know it's a team sport but Sergei Bobrovsky has got to be excited about coming back I'm guessing healthy and getting a chance to show why you guys gave him all that money in the offseason and play. A lot of guys don't get this kind of second chance to really regroup, get healthy, and show what you can do in this situation. Do you feel that way a little bit, too? You know you need a hot goalie in this tournament. Well, absolutely, I agree. Uh, you know, I think Bob's uh, in a position.
position where, you know, the year went along here and we had some stretches where he was fine. And I think some stretches where, you know, Bob, uh, you know, can be uh, at that level where he can win hockey games or, you know, put you, give you a chance to get points in every single game. And I thought where we're at right now, he's got a chance to, to win for us and, and, and to prove that he's the top goalie in the game. But goaltending, especially right off the bat, it's going to be so important for teams because I think goalies, uh, sometimes I feel that uh, as a start of the seasons, uh, goaltending is uh, the, it's an acquired taste and they seem to finally get in their groove. It's almost like in this situation where all teams, everybody's got to get a groove right off the bat. And I think Bob's doing everything he can to help himself. Dallas is spending a lot of time with him. Uh, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for him to uh, put this season where all of a sudden we're only going to remember how he finishes and, uh, and, uh, and let's go from there. But uh, I can really add a lot to the confidence of our team and uh, and I think Bob as well. Obviously a lot of pressure on Bobrovsky but what about Aaron Ekblad? He's been very productive this season under uh, under you and and that defense. How much? How important is he to play well all, also defensively for this team in front of Bobrovsky? I think Ek had a really good stretches there and I thought right at the end, uh, kind of what we are trying to reinforce of uh, how we play on our own end, how we're covering around our net. I think offensively, Ek's got he's, he's tremendous with the puck and playmaking ability. Him and Weeks I think really made a nice pair for us um, but I think uh, act defensively improved in certain situations, but I thought he was playing his best defensively right at the end when we talked as a team uh, how we wanted to improve if we want to win. And I think Eck uh, really showed that he can he can do the little things that uh, can help keep the puck out of our net. I think he does have the upside with it, with the puck as well. Coach, one of the interesting things about this tournament, everybody's been off the same amount of time, but I'm really curious about like Boston was having a great year at 100 points. Tampa Bay was there. Washington, St. Lewis. I guess the unknown is how good are they going to be coming back? Can they get it back quickly or is it going to take time? Because they start slow. They get knocked out of this friggin' tournament real quickly. What are your thoughts? You believe the, the best teams will still be the best teams or or could they have lost their mojo a little bit? Well, I think going into any playoffs, there's a lot of unpredictability, but this one is for sure the most unpredictable and anybody can get hot and anybody can win. And I think uh, we're talking about goaltending a little while ago, the importance of that to a team all of a sudden getting hot three out of five series right off the bat there could be a lot of surprises and you know you get some you gonna have some unsung guys all of a sudden sudden getting on a roll you know they're going to be close checking games you're going to see all of a sudden the the, the game be a little bit uh, on the line from start to finish and then and, and when you get in that checking mentality all of a sudden some of the top guys will be will be hard to manufacture production. Now there could be a lot of surprises. I think everybody has a chance. I mean, this is one year where you can say, "Well, there's only, you got 2014. You got to win five rounds. You only got to win one round at a time." So. That's where we're at. The coronavirus, obviously, is is still off the side there with this whole thing. I'm just curious, as we look at this tournament, do you need extra players from the minor league? Will that be part of this thing, too? Yeah, everybody's going to have uh, up to 28 skaters and up to as many goalies as you want, which is like probably four per, per team. So that's what we're going to have. We'll probably have a practice group of uh, five lines, eight defensemen, two goalies, and upwards of probably 32 players in our group. So they'll, they'll be uh, with us and... Uh, and I think every team in the league will be going into the bubble with uh, that that group of guys. Coach, you're going to get a lot out of watching those tapes from the Islanders this year. You know, obviously you said earlier you, you lost three times, some swept by them this year. How much are you going to get from watching those tapes, knowing that it's basically almost a brand new season coming up in the next couple of weeks? Well, that's when we're, when we're when we're playing it. No matter who you're playing, it's to me it's how we play as a team. We worry about, and I think that's what we want to reinforce. We want to make sure we got balance in our lines. We want their excitement in our team game uh, purpose as well, and be aware of what they're trying to do. But it's more so what we do, and that's what we're 
we're going to try to get excited about and work off of that. Coach, uh, you know as well as anybody, because you've been here before in these uh, playoffs a lot, and you've won it all, and you know about your best players got to play the best. It, I, I, we've said it, we've talked about Barkov and Huberdo, and I know coaches will say, well, you know, it's got to be everybody, but your best players, and my God, you had two special players uh, that are still playing at a high level, by the way, from Chicago. Now that you've seen that, you still feel that way with, with Huberto and Barkov have got to have, when this is said and done, if this team's going to have great success, we're going to be talking about those two guys. Is that fair? Well, when I look at uh, expectations, you know, whether it's collectively or individually, and, you know, obviously uh, you need your top guys to, uh, even if they don't produce, you need these guys controlling the play. They need these right. guys to be at their best. They, and and uh, eventually they're going to get their turn to be productive and they're going to make a difference in a big game at a big moment. And we've always had success when our best players deeper in series and deeper in the playoffs they just seem to rise to that occasion and i think that uh, when you look at some teams that differential one in the stanley cup uh, those big guys really really make a difference at the key yeah. times and that's where we're going to need these guys to have a big influence on uh, not just uh, the production and, and how they're playing uh, night in night out hey coach from some of the other sports we've heard guys like yeah i really don't know about playing we've been off so long whatever else is going on that we we've talked about over the last couple of months it's just weird have you had any of that on, on your team any uh, was have there been a few guys that ah, i mean i'll go back i don't know i'm not like mentally if you're not into it you shouldn't be out there because you're going to get hurt or you're going to suck playing so have you had that at all coach well you hear about it uh, you know some certain guys have mentioned a few things about uh, their concerns and uh, and i think that's the whole league's concern is that the safety's paramount doing everything they can to make sure that everybody's in that right phase and everybody's got different issues whether they've been around it there's been a lot of exposure here recently with some teams in different areas so there you know you've had young kids what's the process gonna and i think the players want through that process right now uh, sorting it all out so their their safeties what their their concerns and uh, those are the things that they're uh, they're dealing with and uh, I think there's I'm sure there's people on every single team that some players need, need uh, some reassurances in certain areas and uh, before they go forward and uh, understandably so coach without getting you know anyone upset here how excited are you just to be getting out of the house and going back to hockey and hockey regiment and watching coach tapes likes it at home guys. stop First no of all, I'm not that coach I'm likes not being trying home to with get him in trouble well no, that's what I'm it sounded like watching horses okay thank you hot. thank you coach i just wanted honesty that's all i cared about i'm not trying to get you in trouble with the wife listen my wife joe too and joe will admit this too if that studio opened up tomorrow i'd be walking down to miami to that studio to get out of the house for a little bit i'm kind of jealous you get to go whether it's vegas toronto edmonton doesn't matter where it is i'm kind of jealous you get to go yeah. back to work well stay away from del talon he's trouble man that guy <laughs> he says some stuff i was crying all day some of the stuff he said i mean that guy he's out <laughs> <laughs> his wife really doesn't like him, right? It, is it fair to say Dell Talon's wife really doesn't like him after all these years? There's a good chance of that. Hey, thanks, Coach, for oh, coming Meg, on, man. Meg, Meg loves Dale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Joe's trying to get Dale in trouble. I wasn't oh, trying to get you in trouble, Coach. Oh, he's he, he, he wild. They, they've been together a long time. It's okay. Right. Coach, thank you. Uh, Appreciate good it. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, they're back tomorrow live on the radio from 5 to 10 a.m. Coach Quinville and the Florida Panthers, they're back eventually. I can't say exactly when or where, but whenever the NHL playoffs resume, they're going to be coming full force, I guarantee. And we're going to be carrying each and every one of the games Doug Plagan's going to be on the call. going to be good to get some NHL action in. 
eventually, like I said. Speaking of action, Dan Lebitard show. That has to be the least uh, the, the least fun team to play for if you're not Russell Westbrook or James Harden, right? Like, is there another one? Who wants to play for the Rockets? I mean, I do because I'd like to make the money, but mm, that and it's a Miami Monday. So next, a great Miami artist for you here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and it's a Miami Monday. Best parts about Mondays. It's getting that good Miami music. This happens to be an artist by the name of Mayday. It's actually a group. Groundhog Day, featuring some familiar voices, CeeLo Green and DJ Craze. Miami's own Mayday with Groundhog Day. They're actually signed to Tech Nine's record label, Strange Music. This is strange, but it's oh so good from Mayday. I get you, Mayday, right here on a Miami Monday. Some love for you, for May Day, for music in general. That's the best part about Mondays, the Miami Monday music from right here in MIA. Another great part about Mondays, Dan Levitard's show. They're always making it happen weekdays from 10 to 1, but they're off. Kind of like the Joe Rose show. I wonder why. Oh, yeah, 4th of July, COVID-19, holidays. It's all good. Reached back into the vault for them also. Dan Lebetard, Stugatz, all the guys. Talking about who wants to play for the Rockets. And J.R. Smith just living in the moment. Because I learned that Thabo Cephalosha was a Rocket when he opted out of the Orlando bubble because what he had to be thinking to himself, wait a minute, I'm not going to go over here and stand in this corner where the coronavirus might be and watch James Harden dribble. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not going to just sit here and watch Russ. Right? Like, that has to be the least, te- the, the least fun team to play for if you're not Russell Westbrook or James Harden, right? Like, is there another one? Is there, is, are the Lakers... Uh, are the Lakers uh, less fun because everything is moving through Anthony Davis or LeBron James? Because LeBron James at least involves people. Like in in terms of being teammates with guys, do you think that there can be a job less fun than being teammates with the playing styles of Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden that require enormous usage rate? No, I, I would say LeBron. If he has the right people, I think it's a lot of fun. Like those Heat teams, they had so much fun. He had the right teammates, the right people around. Them. LeBron was fun. The team had fun. So I would say, yeah, James Harden. Like, I'm going to go and risk my life, risk my health to watch that man dribble in a corner. Uh. LeBron, and I'm sure you've seen the, the news out there. J.R. Smith, it's being formalized like he's going to the Los Angeles Lakers. And I saw people on the jump, and the jump does an excellent job of breaking down the NBA, but I couldn't help but laugh and hear people describe J.R. Smith. This is a guy that has been to the NBA finals 
signals. He experience, won't shrink in the really. Yeah, the, what, he yeah, won't shrink in the moment. His experience is forgetting <laughs> the score in the final. They said this. I think it was Windhorse. It said this with a straight face. He won't shrink in the moment. And I'm like, really? Because it's become the most famous J.R. Smith moment. Him shrinking in the finals and forgetting what the time was. What he won't do is he won't think in the moment. That's what Windhorse should have said. That's what that is. <laughs> that is more. It is so much more accurate. Put it on the poll, please, at Lebitard Show. Will J.R. Smith think in the moment? Yes or no? Because I believe, I actually don't think, Mike, I do believe this is an important distinction that we're making today as all of our analysis is about rhyming words with each other, whether it's Danger Russ becoming Ranger Russ, or I do believe the gift that J.R. Smith has is he won't shrink in the moment because he's incapable of thinking in the moment. It might not be good in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and and he's just going to keep putting up jumpers. Like, he's he's not going to have any fear of putting up jumpers except when he forgets the score and the situation and he runs out the clock and LeBron yells at him on the court. I'm still of the opinion that LeBron James is better at forgiveness given what happened with Zan Gilbert and J.R. Smith than he is at basketball. And now he's got waiters and J.R. Smith. You know, they always say this about gunslingers in the NFL. He has a short memory. You know, shake off that interception. Apparently, J.R. Smith's uh, memory is shorter than 24 seconds because he'll forget the shot clock situation. From this standpoint, it's going to be fun. It's kind of like opening day Major League Baseball where you're going to like, you're going to watch an NBA team play in the playoffs and be like, when did they get that guy? Like, that's going to be fun for at least a couple of days. Have you seen um, the way that LeBron is trying to change the math in that if he wins one with Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith, does that really count as two NBA titles in Sugatz's personal record book? <laughs> Giannis has already gone out publicly because this serves Giannis. This will be the hardest championship anyone has ever had to win. It's uh, you know what I heard him say that and he might be right. I mean seriously, they were they had home court advantage that has been taken away. There are no fans. I do think that's a big. They were factor. overwhelming all regular season. Yeah, under normal conditions, they were overwhelming everyone. I just want you guys to absorb though that LeBron James is adding a player to his team that forgot the score in the final, and it is not the player on his team that had a seizure on an airplane because he had uh, too many edibles. Mm-hmm. I just want you to absorb that those are not the same player. Uh, that and, and also JaVale McGee is on that team as well. Champion JaVale McGee, who also will not shrink or think in the moment. Uh, champion Correct. JaVale uh, McGee. And yet, this is not the funniest basketball thing that we have happening because I do believe uh, that the funniest basketball thing we have happening is just the general state of the Nets, okay? I remembered the other day that DeAndre (laughs) Jordan was a Net when he tested positive for coronavirus. I remembered that, and it made me fondly remember when the Clippers and Dallas fought over DeAndre Jordan in a way that made the Clippers lock DeAndre Jordan in his own home. DeAndre Jordan is not the funniest thing happening with the Nets because you got Flat Earther Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant sort of uh, trolling the internet as an egg avatar and yet another positive coronavirus test for a team that shouldn't even participate, given how many positive tests they have and that they're not very good and that they're not going to have the health of their players. I will remind you again that Spencer Dinwiddie uh, started at the beginning of this pandemic a GoFundMe trying to raise uh, $25 million, and the second biggest donation he had gotten was uh, $69 from uh, somebody who uh, wrote that they were giving $69 and uh, the Knicks are... Poopy poop 
butt butt soup, I believe was, I think I'm quoting that correctly. That's a thing that happened. That, so, so, so he was trying to raise $25 million and the second biggest donation came from poopy poop butt butt soup. Fell just short, huh? Yeah, just it just came up a little short. Ah, the NBA is kind of eh, right now, but I think they'll be all right once they get restarted. Should be a whole lot of fun. Zion Williamson's birthday is today. We'll celebrate that a little while on because, after all, I am a huge Pelicans fan, originally from New Orleans. Yes, 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 Zion, let's do this. Ooh, speaking of doing this, Hawk. Not on vacation. Dono, not on vacation. Crowder, on paternity leave. They're working through things. Well, I have blown up some bathrooms. (laughs) Scatology next. And, oh yeah, it's Monday, so got some more Miami Monday music for you here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami, and if I like it, I may read it out on the air. Speaking of Miami, speaking of Monday, speaking of liking it, Miami artist Mayday, new blessings. Let's make some room. Come on. Oh, yes, the best part of Monday is some Miami Monday music from Miami artist Mayday. It's actually a band. I don't know why I keep calling it an artist. Miami Monday Mayday Dan Day New Blessings. This song is a blessing. In events. Let me excuse my future acts. Let me say sorry now if later you're feeling some sort of way after the dance. Even no more things of a chance. Changing my latitude and my longitude and my attitude. Making you feel good on a Monday with Miami artist Mayday. Always feeling good with Hawk and Crowder, even though Crowder taking care of the kids. So you got Hawk and Dono. Only one word can explain this next one. Scatology. You know where Nelly is from, uh, Dono? St. Louis. The Lou, that's right. Yeah. Did not see that correct answer coming. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, I actually, uh, I, I was, I listened to a lot of Nelly, like, back when he first came out, and so I can remember every song he mentions prominently that he's from yes. St. Louis. Like, it, it's impossible, yes. if you've ever listened to him, it's impossible not to know that. 100% correct. All right, we're going to do something special this week on the show. It's going to be competitive eating week. We, uh, we've spoken with a ton of competitive eaters and the, uh, the commissioner of Major League Eating, George Shea, numerous times during the history of this show. And everyone was watching the hot dog eating contest on July 4th, especially because it was one of the few live sporting events going on. And I told you we won earlier in the show. We won money this weekend betting the under on Badlands Booker and the over on Mickey Sudo. Mickey Sudo and Joey Chestnut both set records, Joey Chestnut in the male division, Mickey Sudo in the female division. Um, so we're going to go into the archives all week with competitive eaters. Play the Into the Archives open, Solana. Did you miss it last week? Not at all. You're off three days. <laughs> it's not that I love going into the archives. It's this open has just yeah. become interminable. Just 
takes a long time to get there. I know, it's kind of growing on me. Is it? No. <laughs> back into time. Alright, here we go. So, one of the requisite questions that you have to ask, and these are just very quick clip, uh, clips, one of the requisite questions that you have to ask competitive eaters the first time that you talk to them is, what is it like to, you know, evacuate? Like, like it's not just hot dogs. I think the Badland, did you listen to any of these clips that I sent you, Solana? Yeah, I listened to all of them. Which one talks about corn? Because one of them is a, one of them is a, the corn champion. Like That's it's rough. not. Yeah, I mean you know, so it, it's not it's not just hot dogs. You know, it's the, these competitive eating contestants. They, they're eating a, an amount of food that is not meant for human consumption, and then they have to expel it. And so that's everyone's question, right? Everyone's curious what that's like, right? I mean, what do you think Joey Chestnut did? So the contest was at noon on Saturday. How much time do you think he spent in the bathroom? Saturday, like from three o'clock till, you know, today. It had to be hours, right? It had to be. That can't be smooth. I, I hope for his sake he has one of those Japanese toilets where it's just it oh, yeah. so the cleanup it's, is so easy. Makes it uh, one of the one of the things I miss most about Japan. Me oh, too. Those Toto toilets. So here we go. I thought we would take a little trip into the archives and just play the little part of each interview where we ask these competitive eaters what it's like after the event. So I'm going to start with Joey Chestnut, who set a record on Saturday. He is the Michael Jordan of competitive eating. No one comes even close to being able to eat what he can eat. So here is Joey Chestnut answering. I think this was a couple years ago he was out with uh, me and Crowder. Here he is answering that indelicate question. And I know there's a delicate question. Joey Chestnut is with us, but you're going to consume a what I would imagine is gonna be a gargantuan amount of food you don't live in Florida do you have to set aside a couple days in order for bowel movements or do you fly you I mean you can't get caught on an airplane well I have blown up some bathrooms uh, <laughs> I imagine you have but, uh, I fly out the next day uh, I think it's 7 p.m. things will start moving along right about about four hours after the contest oh really that soon of course yeah because well the mild, there's no trick really but I go in absolutely empty and I, and I, I I've trained my body that I'm taking in that amount of food set up with a clean highway so there's not going to be any any roadblocks so things things are starting to happen like four hours later and then it, it, it takes about a day and a half to really feel normal so all the next day I'm, I'm still feeling a little, little lethargic it's like anybody anybody who pushes their body to a stupid limit is gonna is gonna feel like garbage for a day and a half and uh, I go in knowing that yeah I really wanted to get the official size but I did I just I didn't I couldn't ask that you know what I mean like like you know is it a two flusher it's got to be a two it's got be like a five yeah. flusher right well i was gonna say he just set the world record on saturday so a- after 75 dogs that's probably a five flusher and buns and buns yeah, yeah, i mean that's, yeah. uh, think about that 75 hot dog buns crazy running through your system so here's mickey pseudo now she is without question to female competitive eating what joey chestnut is to male competitive eating no one comes close to the amount of food that she can eat she was 
on, this was actually, uh, Crowder was off that day. It was me and Ira, and we had this really interesting interview with Mickey Sudo. But I tried to ask her about the bowel movements. You're going to be able to tell here she is totally uncomfortable talking about this. She just doesn't want to. She's changing the subject, and it's just, I don't think I get much of an answer here. But here is Mickey Sudo answering the same question. No, so. I know this is indelicate, <laughs> but what is, like, the recovery time after eating all those hot dogs? Like, that that can't be the fun part. Um, I probably say, uh, like, a good, it doesn't sound as extreme as it feels, but probably a day where um, I'm kind of miserable and, you know, my body's not used to taking in, um, you know, fats and calories and, you know, but you just have to adapt to it, um, but that's probably because I, on a regular basis, I, I eat pretty healthy. And so, you know, when you go from like kale and quinoa and avocado to a bunch of buns and hot dogs, you know, your, your body's going to react a certain way. Yeah, I can't believe that you recover after a day, though. Like, I, I feel like I'd be walking um, around feeling disgusting for a week. And that's, that's not saying anything about eating hot dogs because I, I definitely, I, I enjoy the food, but, you know, you know, whenever you push your body to the extreme for 10 minutes, um, you're going to feel the consequences. For, for some time. Yeah, she didn't want to talk about duty. Like, you can listen to that. Like, she's really, she's hemming and hawing. Like, that's, that's, that seems to be off limits for her. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you pressed it a little bit, but not I tried too much. to, yeah. I tried to soften it a little well. bit. Like, yeah. like, hey, if it was me, I think I'd feel yeah. bloated for a week. Like, <laughs> give me a little something, but no, nothing. Uh, here is Yasir Salem. Now, he is the world champion Tour de Donut competitor. I told you about this earlier in the show. He, this dude, if you ever look at him online, like he is a legit athlete. He runs marathons. He's in crazy good shape. Uh, but the Tour de Donut, it's a combination marathon bike tour, like 50 or 100 miles, and donut eating. So he eats like 50 or 60 donuts during that time. It's a fascinating interview. We'll play it this week. But here he is talking about the after effects of competitive eating. There's a delicate question, but corn yeah. doesn't digest particularly well mm. so how how does that end i wish i could share a picture with you it's, it's no, crazy tell me. you don't have to no just tell me <laughs> oh, that gotta be a dm don't, don't include my name <laughs> get, get, think of the biggest cream can of corn you can <laughs> all right can, uh, enough. i got you i got you okay that's, all right that's it. i got you so uh he wow. was more forthcoming that was that when i had asked you before who was the corn competitor i think uh. he's the world champion corn on the cob eater now that i uh, I uh, hear that, and like he yeah, actually gave was... you too much. Like, like, like M M Mickey Sudo gave you nothing, <laughs> and then and then this guy was like so right. offering to send you photos. Like, okay, that's enough, bro. And then finally, our friend Badlands Booker, who has really turned out to be a friend of the radio show. But this interview was the first one that we had ever done with him. This was several years ago, and so I had to ask him the the same question. Do you have any advice about what happens a few hours later? You know. And, and with, with not to sound disgusting, but obviously you've you've ingested a large quantity of hot dogs and buns in a short period uh -huh. of time. And so, what uh -huh. what should one expect? Well, they should, you know, it's just been a lot of gas, you know, no, uh -huh. and uh, just just tell, just drink a lot of water, okay? And it, a lot it, of water. Do you, I don't know how to ask this? Like how? Can can you can you dispose of all the hot dogs and buns in one sitting? No, well, not in one sitting. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I have to have several sittings. Um, you know, during the <laughs> night. 
But do, <laughs> yeah. do you have to prepare yeah. the rest of the day? Like, if, if you get a big win in Coney Island, you probably got a lady mm-hmm. with you or something, but you can't get with that woman and go anywhere because you don't know when them hot dogs are on the way out. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going I'm going straight to back to the hotel room and just, just watch ESPN and let nature take its course. <laughs> <laughs> and would that be, I'm, I'm guessing that would almost be like an ACL injury for a typical athlete if you had a blockage or something, right? If you if you were ha- constipation, I'm guessing. I, I'm asking, is constipation mm-hmm. a fear or uh, like could that throw you uh, off a, a game? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if if you can't evacuate, you know, you know, the foodstuffs, then it will be pretty bad. Right. Come on. That's, uh, why and what? Got, that's why you got to train and stay hydrated. You got to drink your water so everything flows. But there has to be you know? some contest where, like, three days later, you're saying to yourself, "This is not worth it." Like, what am I doing? Like, it's I just feel terrible. Nothing, nothing's working right. Every contest is a learning experience, so it's like it, it, you know, you pretty much just you know take lessons learned from experiences that you experience, and then you just move on. And then you know, the, you know, the next time you do it, okay, I know not to do that, not to do that, this and that, and the third, and then you know, you do better. There you go, Badlands Booker. Uh, not one sitting requires more than oh, one man. sitting. So, yeah. did we learn anything in this segment? I learned a lot. Uh, yeah. and not nothing from Mickey Sudo, but you know when it comes to the corn, the cream corn, and and Badlands Booker's uh, <laughs> his breakdown of how many sittings, yeah. like right. I, yeah. I I think I've learned enough to stay away from competitive eating. That has to be the worst part of it. I mean, just <laughs> I cannot imagine. I can't imagine because you have to be thinking to yourself, this isn't human. What's happening to you, right? But you've just eaten a ridiculous amount of. When we dove into that segment at first, I was like, oh. But I can't turn away. I have to hear about this. And now, oddly enough, I really want some hot dogs. I've been seeing everybody posting online, eating them over the weekend, the hot dog eating contest. I didn't get me nanutta. Nanutta hot dog. Nanutta hamburger. Nanutta invite to a party. It's the world we live in now. So now I'm going to have to go to the dollar store, buy a bunch of cheap hot dogs and buns, put some mayonnaise on it, Eat me some of them mm, 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 American hot dogs. And then maybe sit down for a little bit, as Badlands Booker said. Oh, speaking of celebrating, Zion Williamson, birthday boy. He is 20 years young today, looking ripped, looking cut, looking in shape. Hopefully not eating too many hot dogs, because we need him in shape for the NBA restart. The most exciting player in the NBA And he's with the Pelicans, my hometown team. So excited to get the NBA restarted. Heat, Pelicans, NBA Finals. I can feel it. J.J., oh, J.J. Redick, earlier in the season had something to say to Zion. Because J.J. Redick, remember, has made it to the NBA playoffs every single year that he's been in the league. And I think he's been in the league for 16 years. Here's what he told Zion. My first conversation, real conversation with Zion was a couple weeks ago and we got to chat for 20 minutes or so after one of the workouts. And the last thing I said to him, I said, look, man, don't f*** this up for me. It was, it was so funny. Like he was like, he was, he had just gave me some great advice. And then, I mean, the whole mood shifted. He was like, I'm 13 for 13. Don't mess this up for me. I'm like, JJ, why are you telling me? I'm a rookie. <laughs> Gotta love that right there. Ooh, August 1st. That is the restart for the Heat. They are going to be playing the Denver Nuggets in Orlando. Gonna be good. Gonna be good. 
hoping MLS is back tournament happens Wednesday. I've been thinking about it all weekend. He is Inter Miami CF. Yeah, versus Boo Orlando City SC. I am so stoked for that. But getting back to birthdays, got to give a tip of the hat to the one and only Dalai Lama. Today, 85 years old. Also, he just released a new album. That's right. The Dalai Lama has music. He does it all, man. He does it all. It's released an album. There's some chanting on it. It's more, you know, monk-type music, but gotta like that. Gotta like that a lot. So Zion Williamson and the Dalai Lama. Zion and the Dalai Lama. Kind of goes together right there, even though they're 65 years apart. Such good stuff. Well, had a great time today. Miami Monday. I'd like to thank Mayday for sharing their music with us, making this Monday just a little bit more bearable and getting us through. Stay safe. Stay healthy. If you eat 75 hot dogs, do not tell me how your bathroom and scatology is going. I can already tell. We learned that from Hawk and Dono earlier today. You can always follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Remember, hashtag Miami Monday. This has been the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.